0: My name is Carrie Stevens, and I'm the Chief Editor of Access Imaging News. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast, which is sponsored by Change Healthcare. Today I'm joined by Dr. Sonia Gupta, a radiologist and Chief Medical Officer at Change Healthcare who is an expert in AI and radiology, and Tim Radulik, Vice President of Change Healthcare's Cloud Portfolio. Tim, Dr. Gupta, welcome. To start, I would love to learn a little bit about your backgrounds and specific roles at Change Healthcare.
1: Uh, great. Yeah, we're really excited to be here today. Uh, I have a background in academic radiology. I used to work with residents and fellows and I do abdominal imaging. I still practice clinically and I joined Change Healthcare as chief medical officer and I've been really excited to have the opportunity to kind of be the voice of the physicians at the table as we're developing new products and you know really at the cutting edge.
2: And hi, I'm Tim Rinduluk. Um I am in charge of the Enterprise Imaging Cloud portfolio. Uh, prior to uh, Change Healthcare, I've worked in um, numerous industries: financial services, um, continuing education, uh, tax compliance, public safety, numerous, numerous industries. Um, but with, this is my first, uh, my first uh, trip into the healthcare industry. Uh, it's been it's been really interesting. Um, I've partnered, started to partner really closely with uh, Dr. Gupta, and getting feedback on, you know, what are some of the best practices? What are some of the things we need to do with our software? What are customers looking for? So really excited about uh, what we're what we're doing and uh, what we're going to be doing within Change Healthcare.
0: Well, that's great. And Tim, you say that if your product is built well. Dr. Gupta and her fellow radiologists will hardly notice or think much about the product. Can you share how you've collected feedback from the clinical side to make the functionality and versatility meet their needs?
2: Sure. Um, when I say they, they won't necessarily worry about the software, what we're trying to do is create a, a frictionless type experience for, for the end user. Uh, make the software really easy to use so that the end users don't get frustrated. Uh, frustrated with either speed or lack thereof. Uh, frustrated with extra clicks or frustrated with things like uh, reliability or crashes. When you have really uh, well-designed software, it kind of just disappears in the background and allows the allows the end user just to do their job to get the work done. And that's really what we're trying to do here is to uh, is to make the radiologists. Uh, be more efficient um, and be able to uh, get their job done effectively and in collecting feedback not only from dr gupta but also from various customers the themes always seem to be the same it's got to be fast it's got to be reliable and it's got to be accessible we need to be able to access this information and with regards to speed speed is key uh, radiologists are extremely uh, busy, overworked. They've got a lot of work to do, and seconds matter. So every, every study they're reading, if, if there's an extra click or an extra second in terms of rendering an image, that adds up, um, and that builds frustration if, it's, if, if that's the case. Reliability, the system cannot not be available. Um, patient care comes in, into, into the mix in that case. Um, it also impacts the radiologist's job and performance if they're not able to access the system. So it's got to be rock solid in terms of stability. And then accessibility. We've heard from customers that, that are moving to the cloud, they need, the radiologists need to be able to perform their work remotely, uh, not just be in the, in the hospital or in their office doing this work. So I think the three key themes that we hear all the time are speed, reliability, um, and accessibility.
0: That's great. And Dr. Gupta, what does the move to the cloud mean in terms of radiologists and imaging department workflow?
1: I think for us, we've been used to really lengthy downtimes. You know, every time there's an upgrade, it's kind of a major event and everyone has to figure out what they're going to do during that time. And that slows down, you know, our capacity for patient care. So my hope with the cloud and, you know, moving to more modern technology is that we don't have that type of downtime and that slowdown with our patient care. And also, you know, hopefully our IT support, you know, our staff feels that they can focus on other priorities because, you know, as we know, there's a lot of data in the hospital, there's a lot going on with the EMR, the EHR. Uh, Every department in the hospital needs IT support, not just radiology, and it would be really great if, you know, by using cloud technology, we're able to free up more of our staff to kind of work on other priorities, because that isn't the only priority in the radiology department. We're seeing now that a lot of radiology departments and practices are interested in implementing AI in some capacity for patient care. And we also need IT staff to be able to support us in that journey. And so, you know, I understand that they're very overburdened by a lot of responsibilities, you know, across the system, and to just be able to free them up a little bit more so that we're able to focus on some other priorities is really, uh, I think, one of the greatest benefits. No, that's great. And t-
0: Tim, obviously, cybersecurity is a top concern in the healthcare sector. It's something we are told time and time again. but. What key trends are you seeing across healthcare and how does change healthcare's cloud-based solutions seek to address them?
2: Uh, in the the healthcare space, the healthcare industry, I I think a lot of the technology, um, and adoption of, of, modern capabilities is a little bit behind. Um, I've been dealing with cybersecurity since I was working for banks back in, you know, 2002, 2005, highly regulated um, very sensitive information that was targeted by bad actors continuously. So they, that industry was very mature in their adoption of various techniques to thwart off attacks. The healthcare industry is now for probably the last three, five years has seen, um, an influx of attacks, phishing attacks, ransomware attacks. Um, I think that the bad guys out there have determined that PHI is pretty valuable and there's many uh there's many uh healthcare facilities that are are pretty vulnerable easy targets and so that's why you've seen just a, a really large increase in ransomware attacks ransomware attacks and it's causing or it's costing these hospitals millions of dollars um and impacts to patient care when they can't access their uh their systems and so this um is a growing problem. Uh, Customers have recognized it. Uh, They're still trying to provide um, techniques and and alternatives to how they manage their systems today. But what we've done in Change Healthcare with our our, uh, cloud system is we've built that entire um, feature, system, solution from the ground up with security in mind. It started at the architectural design of the system. It didn't start with building a wall around the network, like many on-prem type solutions are, it started at the design. And so because of that, uh, because of our cloud native solution and design, we are able to build in security at a very granular level, um, which really helps protect us against various attacks that we see in the industry today. Uh, We also have um, redundancy across different geographic regions. So if an area was impacted by a weather event or something like that, our systems are still going to be operational. I know here in, uh, I'm in Dallas and we had uh, a really tough winter last year and we have customers here that were impacted by large rolling blackouts um, within the area. So if, you, if you're if you on-prem and you get a blackout, those systems are, are switching over to generators and things like that. There's That's a risky situation multi uh, geographic redundancy that we have in our system helps provide um, some protection against things like that, um, as well as any type of attack. So things like ransomware attacks against our systems are gonna be much more challenging in a system like ours that are designed with security in mind, than they will be against a on-prem system where one one phishing attack email that gets clicked can, can eventually expose the whole network uh, that's going to be much more challenging in an environment like what we've built for the cloud.
0: Thank you. And can you, Tim, can you talk a little bit about how cloud-native is different from cloud-enabled?
2: Sure. Um, and what I, I started to touch on a little bit around cloud-native, it's utilizing cloud for its core capabilities, its resiliency, redundancy, and I think you know a really important aspect to the cloud in terms of being able to save costs to customers is it its elasticity, being able to change the the components of the system based on the demands on the system. Um, in addition, with cloud native, you're able to take advantage of uh, far better capabilities in terms of releasing software. So your continuous integration, continuous delivery pipeline, we're able to provide that experience that Dr. Gupta was describing: zero downtime upgrades. So the upgrade comes out, no one even realizes it. The system is up and running, it just happens in the background. Versus today for some systems, they might have to be down all night uh, in order to get the upgrade. And then if there's a problem, rolling it back might take a few more hours. So um, in our environment with cloud native, we're able to take, care, take advantage of the tools and the capabilities that the cloud offers in, or- in order for us to be able to provide that type of, um, that type of system. Now, a cloud-enabled system is very different in regard in, from a cloud-native solution in that cloud-enabled is really just taking your existing on-prem system and, and software and moving it to the cloud. Um, that's just basically taking it from one data center to another data center and, and saying, okay, here's, a, here's our problem, you deal with it. The problem with that is it also takes all the poor design decisions all the technology debt that you've built up over the years and you're putting into the cloud yes the cloud has more uh, resiliency uh, and more accessibility but you can you you take forward all those security um uh, shortcuts that you might have had on your on-prem system you take all that debt and so you're not able to take advantage of things like elasticity because your system wasn't designed for that your system was designed to run on one, two, three servers. And that's really it. And and those servers are up and running all the time. So it's not that you can shut those down to take advantage of cost savings. They're just running. And so when you take the approach of cloud enabled, there there's some advantages there because you can move quickly and get your software into the, into the cloud. But the disadvantages are really big. Um, and you're still susceptible to similar type of attacks that you'd have uh, on your old software, you're bringing all that, like I said, all that debt into the cloud, and you might not experience the same type of um, experience as you would if you were building or working on a cloud native solution.
0: Great, and Dr. Gupta, from a radiologist perspective, how does the AI help your team streamline efficiencies and improve patient and team outcomes?
1: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of AI out there right now in, you know, in healthcare and in radiology in general, and everyone's trying to figure out the best AI for their particular practice or hospital. So I like to break it down broadly into two buckets of AI. So image interpretation AI, and then workflow related AI. So image interpretation AI generally, you know, helps radiologists pick out things that we were... Trained to see, um, you know, like it can help you with cancer detection, it could help you with an intracranial hemorrhage, it kind of is helping uh, accuracy and efficiency, kind of like, you know, doctoring. <laughs> like from our perspective, it feels like you have another assistant or somebody with you, kind of looking at the images and taking care of the patient with you. And I think that, you know, that's really helpful for certain practices in areas where they don't have access to every radiology subspecialty. Uh, so for example, neuroradiologists specialize in you know reading uh, brain and spine, MRI and CT. And so if you're in a remote part of the US, you may not have access to a neuroradiologist for your practice. So that's really where that image interpretation ai product can shine and really help out because there are some that are designed specifically for neuroradiology so it could help uh, someone pick up something very subtle and you know on the flip side there's other practices you know in larger metropolitan cities where they have every type of radiology specialist you know on site or available to them for their patients and that's where the workflow-related AI can really be helpful uh, because they don't really need that you know, assistance as much with the image interpretation. They actually may need more help with workflow because you know their practices that are geographically separate, spread out, and they're all using different computer systems potentially. And you know, like Tim mentioned earlier, even seconds count when we're trying to take care of patients just because there are so many patients now and you know a limited supply of radiologists trying to take care of those patients. And so workflow-related AI can be helpful for kind of streamlining what we're doing, exactly calling a workflow. <laughs> workflow AI, you know, as its name suggests, means that we should be able to make sure that the right exam gets to the right radiologist. So going back to that neuroradiology example, if we have a neuroradiologist and someone comes in with a headache and you know gets a head CT, we can make sure that that scan for that patient goes to a fellowship-trained neuroradiologist that's on site, you know, close to the patient, and they can, you know, read it efficiently and accurately. And there's no wasted time, you know, sending it to the wrong type of special, specialist in radiology. For example, I'm an abdominal imager, so I specialize in a lot of cancer imaging. And, you know, everything uh, below the neck, (laughs) essentially. And, you know, that means that instead of sending the head CT to me, it goes to the right radiologist. So that's kind of a workflow related AI example. So, you know, both of those types of AI, broadly speaking, can really help with streamlining, you know, our ability to take care of patients. And cloud technology is really important for that because a lot of AI products are built to be cloud enabled or cloud native. Thank you. And Tim, from a
0: financial perspective, why should hospital CFOs and or CIOs invest in a cloud-based solution?
2: So I met, I met with a number of CIOs um, earlier this year at a a CIO forum, and this was one of the questions that came up as well. Why, why should we do this? Um, There are some obvious advantages um, that you can pick up pretty quickly. And these are um, when you look at managing your own data center, um and securing that data center uh, which these hospitals do Uh, it's not their their core competency their core competency is patient care but they're running data centers that's expensive building them maintaining them updating them um keeping equipment refreshed patching things like that is very expensive it takes a small army in order to do that when A customer moves from an on-prem solution to a cloud solution a lot of those costs go away not all of them but a lot of those costs get shifted to uh to the cloud to where they're paying for a system now that is elastic um the more demand they put on it the more storage they consume it'll cost more the less they do it'll cost less so they have more control in that situation they um in in that situation the the customers are no longer uh, managing different cybersecurity events that they're, that's happening for them by the um, by the team by us in this case. If there's any issues or events, those kind of things are um, extremely important, extremely costly, uh, can be very distracting in terms of your primary goal uh, for the organization. When you're moving to the cloud, you start to um, you start to leverage the organization that's providing the software to do some of those things for you. So there's some hard savings there that that the hospitals will see. The other aspect that's really important there is just around security. At this same forum, the moderator suggested to the cloud or suggested to the audience that the single largest threat to the healthcare industry is cybersecurity not other events, not wars, not pandemics, not weather-related events, it's cybersecurity. And the question they posed to the CIOs was, are you ready to run your facility without any access to technology for 30, 60, 90 days? Um, And then that took the conversation in a really interesting direction because there's patient care uh, is the first thing you think of. If we don't have, if, if the radiologists, if the doctors don't have access to their technology, how are they caring for patients? Uh, they're reverting back to paper and other mechanisms, right? Um, but beyond that, they asked, how do you pay your personnel? How do you manage the scheduling? All that is gone. If you're in, under attack, if you're a ransomware, uh, under attack by a ransomware event, how do you manage that? How are you going to survive that? after 60 days of not being able to pay your employees or vendors or you're just the systems down. So it's a scary thought. In the world that we live in now with the cloud, you eliminate a lot of that risk because the uh, being um, multi-region, um, having your backup stored in different locations where you can quickly recover from those types of events is huge. You're talking about moving from outages that last days or weeks to outages, one, either not happening at all, or two, being managed in minutes. And if it's a worst case scenario, hours. We're not talking days and weeks. And so the cloud just offers a tremendous amount of uh, protection against events like that, that customers are seeing today. You've seen We've seen customers go down uh, for weeks at a time where their systems are down and they have um, a really challenging time uh, recovering from that.
0: Thank you. And this is for the both of you. Um, as last question, if someone wanted to get in touch with you or change healthcare, where should we direct them?
1: I'm on Twitter uh, and on LinkedIn. I think, uh, you know, either of those are good. I think we're pretty easy to find if you Google us. I spell my name with an I.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think uh, LinkedIn is probably, uh, probably the best place to, to get in touch with me.
0: Well, Dr. Gupta and Tim, this has been great information. Thank you so much for joining us today. And to our listeners, thank you for spending this time with us. Make sure to subscribe to the Medcore Podcast Network and check out the latest episode of the Access Imaging News Podcast. And to keep up with the latest industry news, please visit accessimagingnews.com. Until next time, take care.